0: Gracious God, just pour into Louise in these moments your spirit and your power. Your words that will challenge and convict us and guide us. Your words that come from the perspective that, of the women who are gathered around that empty tomb. Who, who knew more than the men who had fled. And so Lord, just pour into this time now that we might hear this and be a blessing to you. All that's said and all that's done here. In Jesus Christ's name, we ask the power of your Holy Spirit, the anointing. And everybody said at home, amen. Pastor Louise. Christian, check out the event and follow along.
1: Good morning. It is so good to be with you today. I have missed you all. And we all look forward to the day when we can get a great big hug. There are some roses today adorning our altar, and I want to tell you a little bit about them. First of all, when I was a little girl attending a Methodist church, as a matter of fact, it was a German Methodist church, we had on Mother's Day the passing out of roses. If your mother was alive, you received a red rose. If your mother had passed, you received a white rose because they were with the Lord. And so the roses on the altar have one red rose and one white rose. The red rose for you individually and the white rose for Jesus Christ in your life. The two here have two white roses and uh, two red roses and a white rose, and that signifies you with your best friend, with your mother today, with anyone that you enjoy being with. And the white rose is the Lord, just honoring you on this Mother's Day. And the large bouquet is us as a community. We are all roses. We don't all smell so good, but we are roses. And we bring beauty to the world. And in the center of this is the white rose of Jesus Christ, who loves us and leads us. And so it's a pleasure to be here and to witness Jesus in the midst of all of us. Now, I was asked to speak on the unexpected voice of Jesus. Well, when I first thought about it, I said, hmm, the unexpected voice of Jesus So what came to mind first was the story of Mary Magdalene at the open tomb after Jesus' burial. And that just filled my thoughts. And today we're going to look at the different actions that happened there at that time and how they relate to us today. First of all, this story takes place early in the morning. Many scriptures tell of Jesus praying at daybreak or when night was falling. So it's not surprising that Mary would be there early. There are also other meanings for darkness. And I think this is important. In Luke 1:78 and 79, we see more than just the obvious. It is, and I quote, because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness. So darkness also means what's going on in our lives, which which is keeping us from hearing God, from hearing Jesus' voice, And so when you think of the word darkness and why Jesus was praying as the darkness was subsiding or when the darkness was arising, he was always speaking to the people who needed to hear. Now many spiritual mothers and fathers have gone through and one called it the dark night of the soul. And this dark night for them would last maybe days, maybe months, maybe a year until they got through everything that God wanted them to get through. They were leaders of our spiritual lives. And so we listen to them. We read about them. And we too Know that we can go through the dark period and come out on a wonderful side of life. Now back to Mary Madeline. First, she needed to remember that. They, first, we need to remember that the disciples and three women went to the tomb. The disciples were so afraid that they left, and some people say they ran away. Mary separated from the women and went to look for Peter and John while the other women went to the other disciples to inform them of the empty tomb. Remember also, Peter and John ran to the tomb, but the others did not believe. And when Peter and John arrived, they saw the stone rolled away, the grave closed, and the shroud laying in the tomb. Then they ran back to join the others. Now in the tomb we see what Matthew describes in Matthew 28:3-7. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and they became dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who is crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee Now be aware that Mary stayed at the tomb and at this point she she decided to move away from the other women and she said what is going on what would we say the angels voices she saw the two angels and she heard their voices and they said fear not or as we would say today it's okay don't be afraid we are told in hebrews 13 too, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Huh. We don't know when we're in the presence of angels. Yes, Mary and the other women heard their voices and believed the angels. And Mary believed the impossible and felt new life in front of her. I found that interesting because new life was not just for a moment, but for a lifetime in front of her. And it's also interesting that some writers actually say that the sacrament of baptism summons you to fearlessly embrace the impossible they say it makes you a candidate for being with angels a candidate when we think of candidates we think of elections and they want to be with the people and they're saying that through the sacrament of baptism we are able to be with angels Some angels wear wings and others appear as humans. For example, there's a country song titled Riding with Private Malone. Let me tell you a little bit about that song. There was a young man who was reading the paper and saw an ad for an old Chevrolet for $100. So he went to look at it. And the the woman who had it for sale had to take all the dust off everything because it had been there so long. And when he pulled the top off, here was a Corvette. And he felt guilty just giving her $100. And he looked at it, and he was just filled with joy. He took it. And in no time at all, he had it purring like a kitten, as y'all would say. I was told I didn't use any southern in my first sermon. So I said, y'all would say. And what happened was, he was out riding one day, and he had an accident. And he knew, he felt somebody pulling him out of the car which saved his life. And what I forgot to tell you was, when he bought the car, he found a note, and it said, if you have this car, you know I didn't make it home, but no matter where you go, you will be riding with Private Malone. And here he is experiencing Something unusual, something impossible happening. It was Private Malone riding with him and saving his life. I have a question. Do you or can you embrace what you think to be the impossible? Hmm. Embrace the impossible. Not just saying, yes, I believe, but how do we embrace it? When you think of how we embrace people, we don't just touch them and believe that they're there. We just come around them and value them and want to be with them. So we want to be with impossible things. You see, Jesus sometimes speaks in an angelic voice. Many times we do come from an inner, many things do come from an inner voice and not an external one. And in Mark 4, 9, we read, Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And it's interesting because no one tells us what to pray when someone asks us to pray for them, except for the angelic. Or the soft voice of Jesus. You know. When the angels. Said don't be afraid. It was a message for all of us. Do not be afraid. And so if someone says to you pray for me. Don't say, oh, I know somebody who's a real prayer warrior. Be with them. Pray with them. Now, the same thing happens when you're preparing a sermon. (laughs) You wait for God's word or teaching or you're in a special meeting if you will call on Jesus and truly hear his voice, you will be called by your name. You know, let's go back and think about Mary and the gardener who was close by. She asked him who moved Jesus' body, and it wasn't until that gardener said her name that she recognized immediately it was her Lord, the Messiah. Jesus called her by her name. And he also calls us by our name because we are his children and we are his friends. Yes, we have to not only listen, but we must hear what is being said. Now, there's a big difference about listening to somebody and let it go, as my mother used to say, in one ear and out the other. So we don't want to just listen. We want to hear, and we need to hear what Jesus is saying. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I wonder what God really wants me to do. And so we look for answers. When we turn to the scriptures sometimes, we hear them. And we find them. He has shown you, O people, and I took some poetic license because in scripture it says men. He has shown you, O people, what is good and what does the Lord require of you. To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. That is our answer love, mercy, and walking humbly with your God. What does walking humbly mean? Humble is when you don't brag. Being humble is doing something because something inside you says, Do it. Being humble is receiving for our mothers and keeping your ego with Jesus Christ. You know, it's really important. That when we are in prayer, when we are in conversation, when we are being still, that we listen and we hear God's voice. What is that? I didn't expect that. Did you expect that thing? Oh, my. I knew somebody would say that. What well, Davis, really? <laughs> so I didn't really expect that. And what did you feel when you saw it? What did you think? What did you want to do? I want to stand here and die. No, I didn't. And you know why? Because I know that God's voice is like that. And it's not just once in a lifetime, but it's often. It's unexpected. It comes to us when we least expect it, and yet we know we are to listen, to pray, to thank God, And to go forth in God's word. You can take it away, Davis. No. Thank you. Do we take away God's word, though, when it comes unexpectedly? No, we revel in it. We don't listen, we hear. And when we hear, we act. God calls us to be not just imitating Jesus, but to be like Jesus, to, to enjoy the qualities of who Jesus is. And we can be to each other. And so today, I just ask you all to be like Jesus and to go forth and be Jesus in the life of others and to know that you are loved beyond belief, almost impossibly loved because that's what you would think. It's impossible to be loved that much. But know that God does love you. And I pray that you all will go in peace through this time and that you will have the peace that passes all understanding, that you would bring that peace to others and enjoy that for yourself. And so, when you leave this place, remember you brought your candle and everything. That's a particular place. When you leave this place, you are to go out with your mask on, six feet away from the other person, and tell them you love them and that you wish them happiness through Jesus. And all of God's children said amen. Now I want to tell you something a little funny about amen. I I was told I could step aside a little bit. Um, In the first service, some people said yes. And if I said yes to you instead of amen, you'd wonder what was going on. Well, I want to tell you where it comes from. I I was serving a church, and one day I said to the people, and all God's people said amen, and I heard amen. I said, stand up. Amen means yes. So be it. When I say all of God's people said amen, I want you to stand, and I want you to go, yes, and pick up your leg and everything. And the, every time I do that, I think of how God says yes to us when he calls us by our name. Yes.
0: <laughs> the, the leg into it. So it's a yes. 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 As we've been doing each week, we are thankful for pastor louise and bringing the message and as we continue we go into our invitation around psalm 91 for 91 days let's pray together lord thank you for the rest that comes from when i choose to live in your shelter i declare you alone are my refuge my place of safety you are my god i trust in you i pray you will protect me and my family from the virus i pray you will cover me and shelter me I thank you for your faithful promises that remind you will protect me. Help me not to be afraid of all that I hear and all that I see. Help me not to dread the virus that is terrorizing our world. Lord, many are sick and more are fearful and anxious. I pray protection for me, my family, my church, my community, my city, my state, my country, my continent, my world. I pray, Lord, as I make you my refuge that no evil will conquer us nor come near our home. I pray for protection by your angels wherever I go. Lord, I love you. I trust you. Please rescue and protect me. Thank you for answering when I call. Thank you for being with me in trouble. Thank you for salvation and the hope of heaven. And everybody said, Amen. Let's listen to In the Garden, our hymn of commitment, as we gather in this place. And as we think about this hymn, as we think about the words of unexpected and the clown faces, you'll never get out of your mind now. Then I want you to think about the fact is that God's voice in the midst of all the swirling voices you're seeing on Facebook and on the news. And when you go out and from the government and everywhere else, all swirling around you, it's hard to, to know what Jesus' voice is. But as Pastor Louise told us, it's going to be unexpected. The expected voice won't be Jesus. The unexpected one is going to take a bit for us to be able to hear differently. We have to listen with different ears. Not the ears that we have up here, but the ears of our spiritual sense. And to be able to hear the words that Jesus says directly to our hearts. So listen for Jesus' unexpected voice in the days to come. And what he's calling you to do. And maybe during this time, he is calling you to come closer to him. Maybe you need a reboot or restart. You need a chance to be able to begin again. This is your chance. Don't waste it. You can start your relationship all over again and start fresh. Get closer into Him so you can hear Him during this time and get ready for what is to come before life returns to whatever it is that we call normal. It won't be normal in the same way again. But it would be easy for us to get back in the same routines and the ruts we were in before. Don't let that happen. Listen for the unexpected voice of Jesus. Listen to him as he comes to the women in the garden. Listen for his voice above all else. the blessing of God surround us. May angels and friends share our journey. May we be safeguarded, loved and cherished. May we walk on holy ground. May people of faith inspire us. May wisdom and justice empower us. May we be wise and strong and creative. May we celebrate life and hope. May God's image grow within us. May laughter and courage heal us. May the gospel of life sustain us all the days of our journey home. And now may you not only shelter in place, but in peace. And may the peace and comfort of Christ be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen, my friends. Until we see you again, may your week be blessed. And may you be a blessing to others.